Today on episode 222 of the Computer Tutor podcast, sometimes a website or service that's based on trust can eventually itself become untrustworthy. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey, welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And if you don't believe me, then just listen to what Bridges579 said in this iTunes review that was just posted. I learned so much. This is probably the most valuable podcast around. That's the truth. It's my newest podcast review. Now, in reality, it could be that Bridges 579 might be exaggerating just a bit, but what we talk about here on this show usually is pretty helpful. And when you have a computer problem, just pick up the phone and call me. It doesn't matter where you are, because I do most computer repairs remotely. So you're sitting there in your house, and I'm sitting here in my home office, and you and I are on the phone, and we're both looking at your screen. It's really cool. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And as you know, today's computer tip can be seen at my website. That's over at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 222. So let's get started. Today's topic is a website service called Web of Trust. It's a very popular service. You may have heard about it. I know there are some listeners to this podcast that have actually used it, might still be using it. I know one time a listener recommended that I do a show about it so that more people would be aware of it and maybe use the service. Well, here I am doing a show about it today, but it's not to recommend that you use it. This show is more of a warning about it. If you're not familiar with Web of Trust, here's how it works in a nutshell. When you do a Google search, you see in front of you a list of websites that supposedly all offer you what you were searching for, and in some cases that's no problem. Like if you search Google for a real estate broker in Tampa, you'd get a bunch of websites for real estate brokers in Tampa, so that works fine. In other cases, you might not get what you think you're getting. For example, if you're having trouble with your HP printer and you want to call HP for help, you might do a Google search for the HP printer support phone number. So Google comes back with the results of that search and displays all the pages you can choose from, but some of those pages you definitely don't want to choose because they're run by scammers who want you to think they are HP tech support, but they really aren't. The thing is, how can you tell? Well, one thing is the actual website domain name. If it's not hp.com, then it's not HP. But some people don't notice that. And, you know, these fake websites are very clever because all over their website, you'll see technical support for HP products and, and other content that's it's designed to make you think you're actually dealing with HP, but you're really not. So that's where the web of trust comes in. Web of Trust, or just W-O-T, is a browser extension. So you install that in your web browser, like Chrome or Firefox, and it runs in the background just waiting for you to do a web search. And when you see that list of Google search results displayed there, you also see a little bit of extra information. 
right next to each website's name is a little circle, and it's called a reputation icon. That's put there by Web of Trust. That little circle is either green, meaning that the website is probably good, or it's yellow, meaning not very good, or it's red, meaning you definitely don't want to click on that one. Or the other option is that the circle is white, meaning they just don't have enough information on the site to say if it's good or bad. Those little circles are based on all the people that have already seen that website and given it a good or a bad rating. It's the power of the crowd. When a bunch of people visit a website and discover it's just a fake tech support site, they give it a bad rating, and that way people using the web of trust can be warned ahead of time so they don't click on it and waste their time or get scammed out of some money. So that's the basic premise of the Web of Trust service, and it's actually a pretty good idea. It's a good enough idea that over 140 million people have downloaded that extension to use it. So it's very popular, and a lot of people have been able to make good choices when clicking on websites thanks to Web of Trust. But recently we found out that Web of Trust is not all puppy dogs and rainbows. There's a problem. A fly in the ointment, so to speak. A mosquito in paradise. See, Web of Trust is a free browser extension, so in order to offer it for free, they have to make some money in other ways. And they make that money by selling the web browsing information of their users to large companies. Think about it, 140 million people, and every site they visit is recorded, along with what search term they used to get there, how long they stayed on the site, what page they exited from, and all kinds of other details. This is all highly valuable information, and selling that information is how Web of Trust makes money. Now, that in itself is not necessarily bad. Lots and lots of websites do that. The key factor, though, is that Web of Trust promises that the information they sell keeps its users anonymous. So even though you have the Web of Trust browser extension installed, and you do a web search to find a company that sells fully automatic machine guns, for example, that search should not be connected directly to you as a specific user. That's what it means by anonymous. That's the critical factor here. The people using Web of Trust are actually trusting that their browsing habits are just part of the group information, not tied directly to them as individuals. Well, it turns out the information is not necessarily all that anonymous. A German television channel did an investigation and found that it was relatively easy to match up the data from Web of Trust with specific individuals. And what kind of information were they able to track for these people? Well, all kinds of interesting stuff, like what websites they visited, that one's kind of obvious, but also account names and email addresses, illnesses they've had, sexual preferences, what drugs they use now or have used in the past. This is the kind of personal information that, obviously, no one wants to give out publicly. When this investigation was made public, Mozilla saw it, and they immediately removed the Web of Trust browser extension from the Firefox web store. And then Web of Trust themselves removed it from other stores so it couldn't be downloaded and installed for Chrome either. They did this proactively, but it was most likely going to be removed anyway. And what does Web of Trust have to say in response to all this? Well. Their response was kind of weak. They said they're now reviewing their privacy policy to make sure that user privacy rights are properly addressed. Yeah, that's nice and vague. They're also planning to give users the option to choose not to have their information stored in the Web of Trust database. 
And for people that do allow their information to be stored and sold to third parties, they're going to overhaul the data cleaning and storage process to, quote-unquote, minimize any risk of exposure for our users. Notice they're just going to minimize the risk, not eliminate the risk. So Web of Trust has been getting a lot of negative press recently with this fiasco. Of course, they're going to do as much damage control as possible, and obviously they want to regain the trust of their users, who understandably might feel a little bit betrayed right now. Once trust is lost, it can take a while to earn it back. My recommendation is just remove it if you have it installed and not use it at all. And when the new version comes back at some point in the future, it's going to have a privacy policy that will probably be a lot different than the current one. So who knows what that will look like. But for me, I won't be using it. And if you find tips and tricks like this to be helpful and you want to support the podcast, all you have to do is shop at Amazon, just like you always do. But use this link, computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop, S-H-O-P. Or you can just click the Amazon link at the top of my website. Your prices are exactly the same, but Amazon pays me a little bit just for sending you over there. So have you used Web of Trust? What do you think about this recent development with them? I'd like to hear from you. And if you have any ideas for a future topic for this show, let me know. And you might just hear your email or voicemail message right here on this show. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468, and you can always leave a message anytime, day or night. And that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. God bless.